us the end of another hard day at Telejo Towers where Greenbang is based. And who's in the corridor? Steve Podmore. How's it going, Steve? Hi. Hi, Dan. So you're looking to change the model uh, of investment for innovation in the clean tech industry. That's right. How are you going to go about that? That's a massive task. It's a massive task. It's literally moving the, uh, it's like moving the Yangtze River, turning, <laughs> changing the direction. But it's something that absolutely has to happen. Um, the bottom line is with our clean technology, with our sustainable innovation, sustainable development, we're really not uh, doing anywhere near enough. And part of the reason for that is the financial markets, our capital markets, and the fact that money concentrates at the very top. So what we're doing with the Global Sustainability Challenge is an approach that's a system level, working with governments in a public-private partnership model to redeploy very large sums to the bottom of what I call the economic pyramid or the plankton of the economic food chain. Now, before we go into that, you've been working with some very high-level, well-known people. Can you tell me a bit about that, please? Yeah, sure. Um, well, this has been a long journey for me. I've spent 18 months putting this project together and about eight years previously, and we've had uh, a lot of people who've said no and a lot of people who've uh, given us um, a hard time, but I've also had some really great people supporting me. So one of them is the founder of something called Climate Change Capital, or co-founder, another head of sustainable banking from Merrill Lynch, and a number of others. And, king um, of Sweden, Kofi Annan? Well, I'd like to say that, they, uh, that I'm working directly with the King and, the, and Kofi, but um, I've just been at an event uh, for, for, for the last five days called the Talberg Forum in Sweden, um, where Kofi and the King were there. I met them both, but I also met a number of very influential people and very committed people to the climate change agenda and the interrelated things, which is not just about climate change, it's around hunger, around poverty, around uh, economic development and energy uh, security, obviously other issues that you know about in Green Bank. Now, what are the barriers to innovators at the moment? Because we're meeting a lot of people who've got some very cool ideas. Um, what's the best example you've seen so far, or one of the best examples of good innovation you've seen so far? Okay, so... Um, it's hard to, I mean, I, I, I'd like to phrase that in two ways. I think there's a spirit and an idealism and a determination on behalf of entrepreneurs, although the systems basically really kill that and don't embrace it and don't help people, and that's the financial system. But, but that's a broad answer. The specific answer, there's a number, but I'll pick one. So it's a, a company I learned about in the south of France, um, but there are many... Or, or, uh, equivalents in Britain uh, around the world and this is a company that basically has a, a wind turbine technology um, that can be deployed in a developing world that takes moisture out of the air to create water that takes uh, the energy from the, uh, the wind turbine itself to create uh, electricity to, uh, to, to fuel um, refrigeration to hold medicine and energy to create light. So this is a whole system approach, and this is a company that's got the technology, they've got the prototype, but they've struggled for ages to try and get this thing funded. Mm. And the problem is, our venture capital systems and our early stage funding systems, on the first level, they're underfunded, they get very small amounts of money relative to the overall capital available in society, and on the other level, um, we're not very good at in investing it. The venture capitalists, of course, will tell you different, and of course they are the kings of the universe, the masters of the universe, but the venture capital is more subjective than it is objective, and far too many of the innovators and the great people like the example I've just explained 
fall through the gaps. So the people we need to find right now to solve the climate change problem are missing out on something because of this? They're missing out on, on access. We've got to, I mean, th there's a great thing, it's called the elevator pitch, right? And uh, everyone, e every investor wants an elevator pitch. We want to understand it in the space between two floors of an elevator or it doesn't make sense. It's not a very good idea. And unfortunately, if you looked at Temp Thomas Edison by that same uh, measuring stick, you would not have invested in, in uh, the Thomas Edison's company, uh, which was, I think, General Electric originally, or what came out of it in the United States, GE. Um, so the bottom line is, we have to get better at finding the innovators before their innovations are very, very apparent. We've got to take those people who are leaders of tomorrow, innovators to tomorrow, we've got to find them and help them and bloody well fund them. And I'm sorry to swear, but the bottom line is our financial systems aren't working. So what I'm doing is an approach to change that, working with governments to underwrite some of the risk, working with the pension funds to they realize the climate risk is enormous and we want to work with them. You know, my mother's a pensioner and I'm sure Dan, your mother is as well, or your parents are. Uh, family are and maybe you are and the bottom line is the money that's available in society isn't going to the innovators. 80% of all innovation, Harvard has studied and others have studied, 80% of innovation comes from companies that are less than 100 employees, less than uh, 500 employees, startups, dynamic young companies, this whole mishmash. But less than 1% of capital and again it depends on what statistics you read and, and what you define up. Less than one percent of all capital goes to them. But is that because they're bad at marketing and they're not just very good at you know selling themselves? Essentially, they've got great ideas, but they just don't know how to speak to investors. Well, I think that's part of it. I think it's part of it. But what I think it's more about is the perceived risk. So yes, of course, young companies fail. Yes, of course, young companies take a time to get to a point where they can succeed and generate a return for their investors. But that process almost happens as a default because of the system. Um, the bottom line is, yes, some aren't very good at marketing, some aren't good at investment, uh, investment, some aren't good at recruitment. So they need help as well as money. But if you take a macro level, if you, if you look at the economy as a whole, basically they're the people who innovate, but they get less than 1% of capital. But large companies, conversely, as we can see in large organizations and the financial markets, as we can see in the credit crunch and m many other examples, there is a big risk at the top as well. But the fin financial markets conveniently don't see it because they make a lot of money very easily by mergers, mergers and acquisitions at that level. So essentially, what are you saying needs to happen in a very short time? Okay, so we've got to re-engineer a way of working with the key stakeholders to redeploy an awful lot more money to the bottom of the economic pyramid, which is the plankton of the economic food chain. And any food chain, I'm going to grab a glass of, I've got some water down here because, uh, do you, excuse me. So the, the plankton of the economic food chain is really, uh, it, it's like an organization that doesn't do any research and development. It withers and dies. And on a macro level, that's what we've done to our economy. We're not funding the innovators. So what has to happen is we've got to get clever at working out ways to uh, understand the risk profile, manage the risk and deploy a lot more money to 
young companies in a lot more volume and help them. It's not just about money, it's about marketing support and fin uh, financial understanding and prototyping and access to customers. Because the corporate sector's got a big role to play rolling things out, but we've got to be able to work with them. Deploy money around here or down there, get innovation going up so large, large companies, large organizations can take things to scale. So, sorry, can I, so two levels. Redeploy money, but we've got to get a hell of a lot smarter uh, deploying that at the bottom. So we've got to re-engineer the venture capital markets as well. It's too much art, not enough science. And where are you with this at the moment, this process? I mean, how much longer do you think it will take? Well, <laughs> I think if you asked a farmer that, um, he would say, uh, it, 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 you do it until it's done. Um, so it, it's something, it's a journey, it, it's not something that has an end point. Um, but the, uh, what we're doing personally, we're raising an 11 million pound first round that will fund our umbrella company that enables this model to, uh, to go global. We're in discussions about a one and a half billion pound sterling uh, fund that will invest early stage innovation in the sustainability space, which doesn't just include new intellectual property, but includes rolling things out that already exist. And it's a method of a public-private partnership, so equity and government underwritten debt, to be technical. But basically, it's a credit line, it's money that enables to invest at a much greater level. And then the other part is, how do we invest? So the concept is to do a very large number of early-stage deals, and then to invest through stages. So what we are, in effect, seeking to do is to take a lot of the bottlenecks and inefficiencies out of the process, and that, we believe, we can roll out around the world in short order in partnership with the major investment banks and in partnership with the major governments. Steve, thank you very much for your time. It's a pleasure, Dan. Thank you.